0: Welcome to the living the dream podcast with curveball if you believe you can achieve Hello and welcome to another episode of living the dream with curveball. I am your host Curveball. And today I'm joined by Charles Langevin. He is a credit repair and consumer bankruptcy expert with 14 years of experience. So we're going to talk to him about his services and how he's able to offer them at such a cheap price. So Charles, thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Why don't you start off by giving everybody a little bit of background about yourself, maybe where you're from and anything else you might want the audience to know.
1: Okay. Well, um, right now I'm living in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I do have a second home down in Miami, Florida. Uh, I'm the owner of Simplified Document Solutions uh, and Debt Crusher Credit Repair and Bankruptcy. Um, I, I'm a father of two little girls and, uh, that's pretty much my life in a nutshell.
0: Kind of tell us how you got started in bankruptcy and credit repair. And how did you get into the field? Well, um, well, I initially was in a,
1: um, business business. Uh, program for college. And I ended up taking a business law class, which I truly enjoyed. And I ended up deciding that going into a legal profession was a more exciting opportunity for me. So I transferred into a paralegal program. And once I graduated, I was offered a job at a large consumer bankruptcy firm Here in the Southeast, um, where I worked there for about four years, uh, then transferred to a, you know, changed jobs and worked another four years for a different law firm. And I felt like the consumer was not the focus of either one of those law firms. I felt like I could offer a better service and I knew I could offer it at a better price. So what I did was I opened up a separate company that I could help people for a substantially lower price with a focus on the customer service aspect of it. Um, And then that was the primary thing that I had done during that time was the bankruptcy. But as time has gone on, I've realized that a lot of people want credit repair as well. Georgia is a little bit unique. We are the home of Equifax. So we're not allowed to do credit repair. Their lobbyists have pretty much shut that down but I am able to offer it out of a Florida office. And as long as I'm in Florida when I'm offering it, then it's I can offer it to Georgia consumers as well. And of course I've got a pretty big uh, consumer base here in Georgia. And so that's why I've opened up a second office down in Miami and that's how I ended up down in Miami, at least part-time. And so that I can offer offer our consumers a wider range of products and services.
0: So how are you able to, because most bankruptcy attorneys, they want a couple of thousand in my experience, or at least close to that. How are you able to offer it and tell listeners what, what your price is that you are able to offer? So my price is
1: $299. And you are right. uh, Most consumer bankruptcy attorneys are charging anywhere, depending on the part of the country, somewhere between $1,200 and $2,000 for consumer bankruptcy. Now, the service that I offer is a little bit different. Uh, Once I've done all your paperwork, I give it to you and you just file it with the bankruptcy court. Um, You have a hearing. I don't go to your hearing with you, um, but it's, yes, no question. So almost everybody can handle that. Um, And then I just, I'm able to do it through volume and I don't expect to make, you know, $500,000 in a year or anything like that. I just need enough to feed my family. I just enjoy helping people. It makes, it makes me happy to help people. And as long as I'm able to maintain my expenses and make sure that my children are taken care of, I'm not trying to necessarily push this to millionaire status. So that's really the main thing is I'm consumer focused. I I obviously have to make some money, but I'm not trying to, to make this, I I don't want to hurt poor people by overcharging them. It's, it's not something that I'm okay with.
0: Now I know you do this out of Georgia and Florida are you nationwide or just only in those states?
1: Well, I am nationwide. There are a few areas of the country that have some um, kind of bad laws um, that I'm not able to do in certain areas, but for probably 85 to 90% of the country, I'm able to help. Uh, what I do in those particular situations is I'll meet with somebody through either Zoom or on the phone or however it is. Uh, I'll create everything and then I'll just mail the stuff off to them. So it's a little bit longer process just for the simple fact that we got to wait on the mail to do things. Um, whereas if you're in Georgia or Florida here, I can go ahead and meet with you and and you can be on your way the same day. Um, just... Uh, You know, well, it'll add probably about three or four days to the process if you're out of state. But certainly I'm a nationwide service.
0: Absolutely. That's a good thing for listeners to know. Now, you you mentioned that you had a little bit of issues with the federal government. or They were giving you some problems. Are, Are you able to talk about that?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm happy to talk about that. Um, you know, when I started my business, I actually was a little bit cheaper than what I am today. Um, obviously with inflation and stuff, you have to raise your price a little bit. Um, I started at $249, uh, for a bankruptcy filing. And I was doing a lot of cases at that time. Um, initially they came and they said, Hey, you're, you're charging too much. And, it was not as much that I was charging too much. It was just, I was doing too many cases and, uh, the law, the state bar did not really like that. So they got the federal government involved to try to try to shut me down to, to where they can raise their prices for, for attorneys. Um, I went through about two years of litigation with that and, and that kind of, uh, that that I, we were successful in that, and by we, I have one competitor that was involved with me, and and her and I worked together in that particular situation to make sure that we could continue to offer the services to our clients. Um, and then since then, they they've harassed me a little bit. Some of it is um, just a constitutional issue where where they think that I've said something I wasn't supposed to say or something like that. That's been kind of. It, it's open, but it's dead in the water right now, so I'm not pushing the issue very much, um, and neither are they. Um, the The case law seems to be in my favor, so I'm not terribly worried about it. Um, that's That's kind of the thing, is sometimes these attorneys, in order to increase their profits and increase their revenue, they want to try to take out anything that they perceive as viable competition to them. And I think a lot of businesses would like to do that, but not all of them have the the ability to get, uh, use federal funding to do that.
0: Absolutely. What is the difference between bankruptcy and credit repair?
1: So um, bankruptcy is actually eliminating your debt. Um, That means that nobody can sue you. Nobody can... um, come after you for for any of the debts that you have. Um, credit repair only fixes what's on your credit report. So if something's on your credit report that is wrong, we can remove that from the credit report. Sometimes if it's right, but they're reporting it incorrectly, we can remove it from the credit report. That doesn't mean that that creditor is not allowed to come back and sue you. It just means they have to stop reporting it to the credit reporting agency. So there is a benefit and a downfall to each one of them. The bankruptcy, of course, will leave a public record. And sometimes through credit repair, we can actually remove that public record. Um, Whereas that doesn't happen with credit repair. Credit repair takes, it costs a little bit more money than a bankruptcy through me. Um, And it takes a little bit more time and it's less guaranteed. Um, But depending on what your situation is, it might be a better option, Um, especially if you're looking at buying a house or making some large purchase. Uh, Credit repair doesn't have necessarily a time frame. It's just hiding some of your your problems that you've had financially, Um, whereas the bankruptcy, it's actually eliminating those debts. Um, But you may have to wait a year or two to buy a house or something of that nature.
0: So let's say you find something in a person's credit and you are able to get it removed as a creditor. Do they still have to pay that bill or is it just taken off their credit or how does that work?
1: Well, legally speaking, yes, they still have to pay that debt. Now, with that being said, a lot of times these creditors won't come after you. Um, if it's incorrect, then you don't have to pay it anyways, but if it is correct and we've, we're able to get it removed, then technically you do still have to pay that debt if the statute of limitations hasn't run on it. And a lot of times that's what happens is though the statute of limitations will run on it. And depending on the state that you're in, generally it's between four and six years from the last payment that you made on that debt. It'll be wiped off your. It it'll be uncollectible. They won't be allowed to sue you for it, regardless of whether it's on your credit report or not.
0: Gotcha. Explain the difference between the different bankruptcies. We have Chapter Seven and Chapter Thirteen. What's the difference between them?
1: So a Chapter Seven is a a liquidation case. So and and again, this is a little bit state specific, but a Chapter Seven will. You get theoretically give them all of your assets over a certain amount, and then you give them all your debts, and it it just kind of goes away. Um, That process takes three or four months, and that's probably eighty five percent of the bankruptcies that I do. A Chapter thirteen is a debt repayment plan, and a debt repayment plan it goes on somewhere between three and five years. The vast majority are close to five years. You make a payment to the court for that time, and they pay off some or all of your debt. That doesn't mean that they're paying everybody back in full. They might pay certain debts at 10% or 5% or maybe even 1%. Um, Well, and then at the end of that five years, you'll be forgiven for the other 99 or 95% of the debt that you don't pay.
0: What's the process for filing bankruptcy? What would someone need to do if they wanted to file bankruptcy?
1: Well, for my process, what we do is I have you meet with me. We do an in-person consultation if we can. Obviously, if you're out of state, we don't do in-person consultations. We do it over Zoom or the phone. Uh, I'll get all the information that I need to get from you. I try to do a same day turnaround and next day turnaround. And we'll get the paperwork together It's filed with the court. As soon as it's filed, the creditors have to stop bothering you. Um, If you're doing a Chapter 7, again, you'll have a a hearing in about 30 days, and then you'll receive a discharge unceremoniously about two or three months thereafter. Uh, In a Chapter 13, it's a little bit more of a process. So you have your uh, meeting with me, you file the paperwork, you go to your hearing, and then you'll have extra things that have to be done in order to get the judge to sign off on it. And I kind of help you through those extra things that need to be done. Um, and then once the judge has signed off on it, you're, you make payments until they tell you to stop basically, which again, normally lasts somewhere between three and five years. Um, the downfall of that is you're not allowed to reestablish yourself during that three to five years.
0: Explain your credit repair process if someone wanted to file credit repair with you.
1: So credit repair is a little bit longer process than a chapter seven is. It's not as long as a chapter 13 Uh, credit repair. We start out, we look at your credit. Um, That's also almost always done via Zoom, um, partly because I have so many clients here in Georgia and I have to be in Florida while I'm doing credit repair. Um, but what we do is we look and see what issues we have to work on, what accounts are negative, what what accounts are delinquent, what inquiries are there, what problems there are on your credit report. And that's a very personalized, customized thing. Uh, some of that is we, we have to knock out some of the information before we even dispute certain other account. So if you have a bad Capital One account, that might not be in our first round of disputing things that might come two or three months later. On average, credit repair takes about six months, it can be a little bit faster if there's not a lot that we need to dispute. Um, But generally speaking, credit repair is about a six month process.
0: Explain what steps someone can take if they get behind on their rent payment, their mortgage, car payment, or taxes.
1: So if you get in behind, the first thing is, is make sure that you're not getting evicted. Um, that's obviously your most important bill. Uh, there is some things that we can do to stop an eviction, but you got to talk to us ahead of time. So ideally, before they file an eviction in the in the court, wherever you live. Uh, we can file a bankruptcy and get all of that stopped. If you can call us, we can kind of walk you through some of the things, the ins and outs. If you wait until they're throwing your stuff on the curb, then we're going to be in a bad situation, especially on uh, repossessions and, uh, or I'm sorry, on evictions and foreclosures. Now, there is a little caveat in most states, we're able to get a car back even after it has been repossessed by filing a chapter 13 bankruptcy. There's some some rules on that as far as previous bankruptcies and whatnot, and how long it's been. You know, you can't call me a year after your car gets repossessed and expect me to get it back. Normally, something has to be done within about 10 days. So we can get the cars back, we can get but we're not able to get things like foreclosures stopped if it's already occurred, but we can do it all the way up to the foreclosure date. And the, the foreclosure laws in different states are very different. Here in Georgia, we have an expedited foreclosure process. All they have to do is go to the courthouse and auction it off like an auctioneer. in um, in other places, you actually have to go to court. So the main thing is, is getting ahead of it. And don't let the taxes, that was the other question you asked there. Taxes can be a very bad thing if you ignore them. Taxes are one of the few things that can take almost your entire paycheck. And I've had a nurse that was making $100,000 a year before that was ignoring the tax implications. And she got a two-week paycheck, and it was like $75. So that can be very problematic. It makes it to where you know you don't even have the money for gas for that week to get to work. So don't let those things fester. That would be my main thing. And then call us as soon as possible.
0: How often can a person file for bankruptcy?
1: So if it's a Chapter 7, every eight years you can file a Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Um, chapter 13 is a little bit different. Chapter 13, you're able to file, theoretically, you could live in a Chapter 13. There'd be some, some problems if you were trying to do that, um, but even if you filed the Chapter 7 a year or two years ago and you find yourself in financial problems again, we can do another Chapter 13 and maybe keep them from repossessing your car or something of that nature. Uh, Again, the longer it's been since the previous bankruptcy, the less restrictions there are on it. But generally speaking, Chapter 7 is every eight years, but that does not apply to Chapter 13s. And I think a lot of people get that confused. They think that Chapter 7 and Chapter 13, you can only do it once in a lifetime or once every eight years. And that's not the case. Uh, Chapter 13, you're able to pretty much continually file. as long as you're not, as long as you're not just filing it to delay creditors. If you are filing it, making a good faith effort, you're making payments, and it gets thrown out, then we can generally refile it again. Uh, if you do that multiple times, they stop that. But for most people, in most situations, uh, what we do is we can file you a Chapter 13 six months after you're out of your chapter seven i'm not saying that i recommend that it's just the fact of the matter that some people get behind on their car six months to a year after they file bankruptcy and they just need to keep their car in order to provide for their family and whatnot
0: what are the effects of bankruptcy like for example how long does it take to recover from bankruptcy
1: So, again, that depends a little bit on the type of bankruptcy that you file. If you're doing a Chapter 13, you're not allowed to reestablish yourself while you're in the Chapter 13. But typically, once you're done with the Chapter 13, you're able to reestablish yourself pretty much instantaneously. Because you were making that payment for five years or three years, and now you have that extra money. So, creditors are really excited to see you. Um, as far as chapter seven is concerned, again, that typically is about a three to four month process. Normally I've seen some creditors offer financing while you're in that process. I would strongly encourage people to not do that. Once you get out of your bankruptcy, you're able to get things like cars and credit cards. The credit cards probably won't have a real, uh, high limit, at least initially. Um, in cars, you, you might not get that 0% interest rate that they advertise, but you probably be at about 10% in most cases. As far as a house is concerned under the FHA rules, normally they want two years out of the bankruptcy. There are some rare cases where they'll even do it one year out of the bankruptcy. So that is, that's the one thing that's a little bit harder. (coughs) Obviously, um, they're, they're putting a lot more money on, on the line in those cases. So,
0: Well, how, how long does the bankruptcy actually stay on your credit?
1: So a Chapter 13 bankruptcy stays on your credit for seven years after you file. Again, remembering that you're going to be in it for five years in most cases. you You might only have two years at the end of your bankruptcy that will actually show on your credit. A chapter 13 is, or I'm sorry, a chapter seven is a little bit different. It stays on your credit for 10 years. But again, even if you have that bankruptcy on that credit report, it will not necessarily be a huge hindrance in all matters. And the older that it gets, the less hindrance it is. So a Chapter 7 that's eight years old probably will have little to no impact on your on your day-to-day life and the lending decisions that creditors make.
0: What is the difference between using a bankruptcy petition preparer versus an attorney?
1: So I am a bankruptcy petition preparer, so that's what I do. Um, I prepare your documents for you. Uh, I don't give you any real legal advice. I just prepare what needs to be prepared on the forms that need to be prepared. Most bankruptcies are about 75 to 125 pages. So that's, that's what I do. Um, obviously I'm substantially cheaper. I charge 299, whether it's a chapter seven or a chapter 13. Um, and I don't go to court with you. Whereas a, attorney they they're going to charge you depending on whether it's a chapter 7 or a chapter 13 and again this the the rules vary a little bit from state to state as far as what they can charge on a chapter 13 a lot of times they'll have all their fees tied into that chapter 13 payment here in Georgia I've seen their fees go up to about $5,000 for chapter 13 a lot of people don't realize they're paying it because they're, they're just adding it to the debt that they're having to pay through their case. Um, but you'll end up saving about a hundred dollars on average per month on your payment, if you use me over them. Um, uh, so that is really the big differences that we have. Um, I'm not gonna do a whole bunch of motions and stuff for you. Uh, not very many cases need motions, but motions would be considered, in most cases, legal advice and I for citing things and stuff like that. But very, very few cases actually have motions involved. Most of the courts have streamlined the paperwork to where motions are kind of inv- included in a lot of these cases.
0: Do you have any upcoming projects that you're working on? Have you? Written a book, written all this knowledge that you have down in a book, or do you have any podcasts or just anything that the listeners could check out if they need your help?
1: Well, I have not written a book yet. Um, I, that might be at my next thing to do. Um, my website, uh, depending on whether you are looking in Miami or in Atlanta, it doesn't really matter. They both come to me, um, is debtcrushersmiami.com. And my website for Atlanta is SimplifiedDocuments.com. You can look me up on social media, uh, the Debt Crusher at Simplified Documents. And uh, you or you can just give me a call at 678-490-5841.
0: Are there any other topics that we have not discussed about debt and bankruptcy and credit repair that you would like to touch on?
1: Uh, No, I think we covered it all.
0: All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Charles Langevin. Charles, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. I appreciate
1: the time.
0: Absolutely. Thank you. And listeners, please make sure to subscribe, rate and review.